0: Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Welcome to this week's Voice of Hope. Chris and Troy here talking to you. And over the last number of uh, of weeks, we've we've kind of been jumping into the proverbs, and we had a couple different uh, series, if you will. Uh, one was sort of the golf proverbs, where Troy was able to kind of give us some great insight and wisdom around um, when he plays golf, and God speaking to him in certain instances then for a couple of weeks we did the uh, kind of the gardening of proverbs i love kind of being outside and gardening and landscaping and there's so many things that we can learn through kind of gardening and landscaping and scripture and and troy kind of as as i know you've been digging into the proverbs kind of this other idea came to mind for you so before we really kind of jump into some of the specific things we're going to talk about what what t- tell everybody what we're going to be talking about and why Kind of this jumped into your mind through this this last couple of weeks
1: as i go through the proverbs you know chapter time they're they're just you know one two or three proverbs here and in, in uh, the beginning it talks about the way of life and wisdom and refers to the wisdom as a she for all those females out there listening um and also we'll talk about um you know lust and then you move on and so i'm in a section right now over the last three chapters and it's just all good principles of communication. And as I'm reading this, I'm, I'm like, man, these are like boundaries and boundaries being a good thing for communication. And what specifically came to my mind was uh, just social media and how we're just busting through and not having boundaries when it comes to communicating with other people uh, through technology and just the barrier that's there that's broken down because you're not face to face lends itself to, to such a temptation to just use uh, terrible communication skills. Um, it's all one direction. I mean, there's so many things that we can say when it comes to what's happening with social media and how people are finding themselves in situations that are destroying their lives. Yeah. So yeah. I see a lot of this, even in the work that I do. Um, in counseling where, you know, the havoc wreaked that people are reaping from, uh, online communication or what it is that they're viewing. And, um, so I don't know how we not began to address this
0: yeah and so so wait you, you're saying that people um don't use the best judgment and don't communicate well on facebook really <laughs> <laughs> or people tweet things that are c- can be taken out of context so that a conversation or people are mm. either posting or looking at things that they don't fully they can't mm. fully engage in because they're not face-to-face you, th- you mean that that's happening yeah you know there there are sorry a little (laughs) little sarcasm there
1: yes all the above you know i was thinking um there is there's like an addictions within the addiction that's what came to my mind recently like there's an addiction um and some of the scientific you know things that i've read when it comes to technology is built into uh growing addiction just to technology based upon the visual stimulation, and um, the content. And so people are, you know, just that in itself, it's just that, you know, sitting at a stoplight, just the temptation to reach up and grab my phone and look. Um, All the time. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. just has become, and I'm holding a phone here for the audience that can't see it. But this has just become so much a part of our life. That's so crazy that that we've never really had to tend to up until the last 15 20 mm-hmm. years and um but yet inside of that addiction there are other addictions that i think are growing within people and i'm not talking about uh just yes pornography is like one of the the, the biggest addictions i think that actually are is through technology i'm talking about the addiction to for instance where i get my self-identity mm-hmm. you know the addiction to what are people saying about me or what the addiction to what are, what's going on in other people's lives here and I know I'm putting a negative spin on this and it's probably because I don't see the benefits and the positive pieces as much as I do the devastation from the negative side um, but people are growing addictions within the addiction mm-hmm. and it's it's hurting people's lives
0: mm-hmm. and I think too like one of the, one of the ways that I, I have to that I struggle with it, is, um, all of the social media, especially it, it gives everyone, um, a platform to say something. Mm -hmm. And so that inevitably in me, and I think in a lot of people, it, it plants the seed that, well, what I have to say is valuable. Right. Like people want to know what I have to say. Mm -hmm. about X topic or X subject or my life or whatever. And, and of course there are times where that's true, you know, especially if you're, if you lead people, people do want to know what you have to say and they do want to be encouraged um, by you, but it's just this sort of subtle um, thought process that I'm important. And what like something happens, I need to say something because people want to know what I think. Right. That's not always true. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So,
1: so good, Chris, because I, um, again it's like there's this verse that that stands out in my mind as you're saying this you know and i think it's probably referenced in some of what we'll talk about today but it's you know let everyone be quick to hear Mm -hmm. slow to speak and slow to become angry if you could just take not to misuse the word of god but that because that is a verse about anger but if you could almost put in take out the word anger for a second put in any emotion and think of think of this What forms of communication or people you've been talking to or relating to, you know, when you walk away from that, have you felt anxiety? Have you felt sadness or depression? Have you just felt whatever that emotion is? And then ask yourself this question, you know, when you walked away prior to that walking away of that engagement, were you more interested in being, you know, heard or therefore speaking or were you more interested in, in just being quiet and listening? Mm-hmm. And I think that we could probably say that, hey, if our, if our first instinct could shift from what it is that I'm saying to, you know, what it is that other people are saying, yeah. just quick to hear, yeah. you know, slow to speak, and therefore slow perhaps to have the anxiety or the depression or the sadness or the, or the anger that comes with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I also think that when when, <clears throat> when we have the thought process of I'm going to be quick to speak, mm-hmm. it does sort of perpetuate a potential frustration in us if people don't yeah. listen to, agree with, right. you know, um, say what I'm saying. Right. Uh, I get frustrated. It's like, a. it's almost like a bait. Like, yes, if that's my intent, like it's a bait. Oh,
1: gosh, I got to say this right here. Yeah. You know, because. I can feel my emotions kind of rising up and I don't agree with them. And so we have lost our objectivity just in the sense of listening. Mm -hmm. It's okay to listen to people and talk to people and not have to feel like I've got to put my opinion, even if I disagree.
0: That's right. Uh, And one of the things I had to kind of discipline myself to do years ago, I think we've, we've talked about this in one way, shape or form is um, so often I will offer unsolicited (laughs) Or, or unsolicited advice, right. or an unsolicited opinion yes. in a conversation. I'm guilty. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we're just talking about something, and you know, you share what you think about X thing, and I'm thinking, okay, my turn right. to tell you what <laughs> right. I think about that. Right. Instead of, and I've, had, I've had to discipline myself, like unless you ask, right. what do you think about that, Chris? Yeah. I am not going to insert my opinion and what I think about it into the conversation. Oh yeah. Because it's not that important.
1: Oh, it's just, that is right? I'm So glad you said that asked because I ran across this proverb, uh, recently again, and I've, what struck me is, is, is at the beginning. So it says a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Okay. So I've known that verse. I've read that verse. What I, what I saw in this, I never had seen before a gentle answer. Wait a minute. So there's we don't ask questions yeah that's right we don't we we share we would be we were we make haste to share our opinion that's right but we don't ask questions oh yes and if we were just to like switch that out and just get used to trying to formulate questions in conversations with people because we would be less likely to go right to our opinions which are really usually the things that are heated. Yes, for sure, Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, so as we have this conversation around boundaries and Mm -hmm. communication, I know you've kind of broken it down into a couple different categories. And so before we go to the break, let's jump into the first category.
1: So the first one that came to my mind as I'm reading through this is, is that Proverbs 18 primarily, 17 and 18 pay a lot of attention to the tongue, you know, referencing what it is that we say. So here, here are some verses and just, you know, again, the Proverbs. So we've talked about the golf Proverbs, the gardening Proverbs, and a lot of those came out of the applications of things that God was teaching Chris and myself through that referenced also life. And I would say that, hey, you're not going to find those things necessarily literally in the scriptures. Yeah. So I did not in any way mean to uh, diminish the true Proverbs, which is really the wisdom that God has shared with us found right in back, the middle of the scriptures. And I would just encourage all the listeners to say, look, I have read through the proverbs." probably fifty times through my faith and I will not stop because I can't I haven't memorized it and I don't applicate it as like I should, but it's so rich. So in these verses, you're I mean these chapters, you're gonna find the riches that God's given you through the wisdom of Solomon. And so go yourself there and learn from them. Take one or two at a time. That's it. It may it won't take a whole lot. So the first one I look and go, boundaries and communication within social media right here in Proverbs 17 and 18. So the first one's out of Proverbs 18. It says an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts a a quarrel. So it stands out in that verse right there that a lot of what our communication has become uh, relationally perhaps face-to-face, but so much yes on social media is that there is an agenda that I have. There's a selfish end that I am looking to fulfill. And against that sound judgment, because it's not sound, what it can do is start a quarrel. It's like, boom, the Proverbs right there. That's, that's incredible. The second one is this. Fools find no pleasure in understanding. In other words, we don't listen but delight in airing there their it own opinion. There it is. So, I mean, it's right here in the in the Bible. It's like we're more interested in, again, in sharing our opinion than finding understanding. You know, just step aside for a second. You talked about gardening last time that we did an episode. I know so little. And so I need to be more interested in learning, which means I come to the table with ears open and listen versus, well, let me share with you about my gardening experience. Yeah, right. When I have so little compared to you. And so I think we need to stop focusing so much on what I think and instead build a teachable mind and just listen
0: yeah and i think that's just a great way a place for us to take a break because there's just so many things to process there and i know some of what we're going to talk about coming up is is actually the things that we say but that just sort of sets the stage Mm. for where we're going to go so um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment on a voice of hope
2: don't you just love the word renew it offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand it's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, it's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together.
0: Welcome back to A Voice of Hope. Chris and Troy here. We're talking about boundaries and communication, specifically with social media, and we're doing it through the lens of the Proverbs and Troy as we we kind of went into the break. You were talking about how we are not good at listening, but we want to air our own opinions. And I know this sort of steps into the words that we use. And so where do you want to go next when we talk about this?
1: The next Proverbs, the uh, the lips of a fool brings them strife and their mouths invite a beating. When I read this, it was like, you know, there are so many times where if I am honest and go, you know, what did I just say? Why, what did I just do? And I realize that the air of my my words, my tongue, delivered a beating ultimately, not to them, perhaps that might, was my intention, but to myself. It's like, this is causing me harm. And so a lot of times I think, hey, we're encountering difficulties to our relationships simply because... We have not guarded our lips, mm-hmm. and it's it's turned on us, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh man. So I would just say out to the listeners, if you have found yourself in that place, um, and I have, and I think everyone has, take take time even as you're listening to to this episode, um, and just begin to think about your communication style on social media, and in relationships, and just. Maybe consider that there's a contrite spirit that's needed, that God will not refute, that God wants us to have, because we especially are in in the time of life right now, everyone who's a believer uh, with what's happening around the world is like, man, we need to be more guarded than ever when it comes to our words. Another one is the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And when I read this, I'm going to is, is it talking about the tongue, um, you know, that we love to speak and say what we want, or is it talk, you know, is it talking about just the fruit? I think it's both giving reference to the fact that, Hey, if I'm not speaking, I may get a little bit of trouble, but I'm more apt to get in a lot of trouble if I'm speaking. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so I need to love listening again versus just love speaking. Um, Another one is, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Again, echoing what we've talked about. Um, Let me see. Another one is, the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. I love that because I think there's, you know, when it comes to just our temperament, you know, if we need to be more of a tempered person with our emotions and how we communicate, You see right here in this verse, there has to be a discipline to restrain so much of what we're saying to find that even temperament. And the last one here I'll read is gracious words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Just the idea that, Hey, it's not just you'll find these in the the Proverbs. It's just not don't do, don't do. There's a lot of like, do this. And part of that is being in a being gracious you know, letting your words be soothing to other people's lives. One of the things that's impressed me, and I don't want to embarrass Chris, is that he has called himself an optimist, and I have experienced him to be that. Mm-hmm. And that is so refreshing and so needed with with what, you know, the relationships that we're in. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you.
0: It's funny. One of the things I find myself doing more often, and maybe I'm just getting old and can't control myself uh, as much as I used to be able to, But but my inner monologue, sometimes comes out <laughs> <Yeah. That's right. laughs> in, in our opportune times. And, right. and you know, yeah. I, I would jokingly say like, did I say that out loud? That's Wait right. a minute. I did. That's right. And so like, it, it is a, it's a discipline that mm. I feel like I'm getting worse at.
1: <laughs> you know, but here, and here's the thing is like, so what in that, in that case where it's happening, and you've, you've confessed that here on the, on the podcast, <laughs> but the fact is, is what do you need? You need the graciousness of yeah. that's listening to it. That's right. Because, and that's the part I'm going, look, if, if we have to sign up for a perfect perfection when it comes to our communication, nobody can put their name on oh, the Oh, not even close. Yeah. We mess up. And so that's what grace is. I need to be gracious to you when you mess up. That's not easy. No, it's not. But it's so like this is what our world needs. We we need to give grace to other people. Grace can't be applied to perfection. Mm-hmm. Grace is applied to the imperfect. Yeah. And so if we're expecting to live and communicate with people because they do it so well, there's no grace needed.
0: Absolutely. That's fantastic because that's the other side of communication. We're talking a lot about how, yeah. how we can be on sort of our sort of giving side of communication. But what you're talking about is the receiving side oh, yeah. of communication. And So how important is that when you see right. that tweet or that's when right. you see someone post something on Facebook you know, instead of the sort of the knee jerk reaction of having to respond to it? Just step into the grace. That's right. You're, you're, Especially if you if right. you know the person and you have a relationship with them, right? Yeah. You're, you're saying something right now. Just, I just immediately
1: went to a time about two or three years ago where I spoke out of my emotions, uh, did not tame my tongue, and said something that I should not have said to someone. And looking back, they could have met me in that, and there could have been a quarrel. Like they could have stepped up and, you know, giving it back to me, but they didn't. they kind of snickered and kind of just giggled a little bit and, and let it go. And by their gracious response to me, there was, I knew immediately, you know, and I, I've got to watch my words here. I just like, oh man. And I, and I had to just break away and just like, God, forgive me first. That's mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. And then I, I left a message and called, I called a guy, left a message and just apologized. Um, but it was out of his gracious response to me that, that convicted me. Mm -hmm. And yet there could have been a quarrel if he stood up. And so I would just, again, encourage, implore, implore all of us as believers that we're going to mess up. I'm going to mess up again. I need grace when it happens. Mm -hmm. Give that grace to your husband. Give that grace to your child. Make more of an issue about that grace than making the issue about the correction, even yeah. when it comes to parenting.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, as you tell that story, I'm reminded of something, and, and I love kind of the, the way that you you valued the relationship there to, mm. to call the guy yeah. and be able to, to say that. But I remember uh, something that happened to me during the pandemic, and it was a time when a lot mm. of people were posting things online, and, and, and we were kind of creating some things here at church that were just things for people to interact with and encourage yeah. them. Well, I created something um, that was that was targeted at parents, Mm. And it was like a two, three minute video about something specifically targeted appearance. parents. And somebody responded on social media to it. Mm. Someone that's from my past, mm. who, who I, at one point in life I was relatively close to, but they responded yeah. in a really negative way. And that their lens for what I was saying was totally uh-huh. different than what, what I was even targeting and trying right. to say. And they just responded and kind of went off the handle a little bit sort of publicly on yeah. social media. Um, and so I called them. Yeah. I mean, same thing. I called him because what I wanted to do was to step more into the relationship to diminish the quarrel and to ask forgiveness. Like, I didn't even see where what I said triggered that in you. Right. Can we talk about that? Yeah. And through the course of, you know, a couple different conversations, you know, we were able to, to, kind of restore the relationship in a way. And maybe yeah. there were some things that I'd done in, in the past that had triggered some other things in right. them. And so just, I love that you said, you know, stepping mm. into that relationship when something is said and, and grace has got to kind of be levied on both sides yeah. of that is just so important.
1: You know, as you're sharing that, a part of part of my uh, thinking here with with that is, I you know, there are times where we will find ourselves in a place with someone not even aware that we have you know, uh, said something or not said something. Yeah. Right. And that has created a conflict within that person. And now there's, there's division. Um, and I would say that while it's very, you know, we're talking about the tongue causing that to happen from the standpoint of something said that should not have been said. What I have begun to find out is that I think sometimes I get in trouble with people, not for what I've said, but for what I didn't say. <laughs> Talk more about that. Tell, tell me more about that. Um, because because I do, because of who I am, I'm a little more introverted at times. Relationally, I'll pull back a little bit and listen, be in an atmosphere of, you know, disengaged in its appearance. Not, not truly, but disengaged in its appearance. And so with that comes an evaluation on the other end. I don't know that's happening, but then I will pick up like, wow, this person seems like they're affected or upset at me for something. So in that moment, I need to handle that with grace. But I also need that, their grace, because... I can sometimes not be the other part of the tongue, which we were talking about, of just being verbally gracious. Mm-hmm. like Encouraging. I need, right. I need yeah. to come forward and say more. And my wife will remind me of this, and she'll say, like, I need you to say more. It's not like that I've said something wrong. It's just that I've not been as forthcoming as I need to be. And so I need her grace in that moment, but I need to come forward and and offer that and I think it says that you know what I care about the relationship. That means I've got to come forward and give, and mm-hmm. that that is important.
0: Yeah, and I think when when you step into a posture of of all kind of offering the healing words and thinking yeah. back to Proverbs sixteen twenty four, gracious words are honeycomb. Um, when when that is sincere, that's good. You, you can never offer too much of that. Yeah. Now there are times when you know people, or even I've kind of been known to. To, it feels uh, kind of manufactured and maybe not real. That That's not what we're talking about. But yeah. real, honest, genuine encouragement. That's right. You can never give too much of that to people. And so
1: when we talk about some boundaries in communication on social media, it's true. We're not just talking about what we need to eliminate. The Proverbs, we'll talk about that and we've yeah. read that. Next time. What you're saying is like like giving, like use social media perhaps for, for encouraging, you know, and this goes right with the the verse you've quoted many times about let nothing proceed from our mouth, but only that, which is edifying, building up of the saints. It's like giving that to people, you know, through, Hey, you know, you, you gotta be careful in our day and age, but I like what you're wearing or you look good today or, you know, are your spirit, you know, just being encouraging and positive, man, if we could put that in and that be our only rule, of communication on social media oh that's a game changer oh
0: yeah big yeah. time yeah so anyway we had a great conversation today we're really talking about these boundaries of communication in life and social media and and really looking at the proverbs and next time we're going to be talking about a couple different categories that troy has identified when it comes to um, all of this conversation so we are thankful that you listen don't forget you can always go to mi1.net to get more but we are excited that you would be here and uh, don't forget you've been listening to a voice of hope